0: And welcome back to Jovan Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome to a very special bonus episode of the podcast. Um, I don't normally release on Saturdays, but I decided that today I'd make a special, a special occasion of it. I just watched the movie Project Power, which is one of the newest movies that came to Netflix. I kind of realized that I feel bad i've been really itching for new content just some of the stuff that i was looking forward to this year and things that i was really excited to talk about is unfortunately you know just because of our current situation likely won't be seeing any of that for a while and i was disappointed and i really wish that there was some newer stuff that i could talk about like i have fun watching older movies and and talking to you about them but at the same time i do wish that i had newer stuff but then i kind of realized like well Uh, there has been new stuff it just hasn't obviously been in theaters it's been on streaming stuff like netflix has been doing all kinds of stuff they have the old guard they had the five bloods uh they had spencer confidential i know that was a little that was a little while ago but i mean there's all kinds of stuff extraction i watched that and i didn't even talk about it like there's been stuff pretty consistently that i feel like i've been missing the chance to talk about and i feel bad about that so I decided I would try to change that, try to keep it a little more topical with the release of All the Devil All the Time coming up pretty soon, which is something I'm really excited about just because of the, the cast and the, the very different type of role for Tom Holland and just the general look at the trailer. I decided I'd try to keep it a little bit more up to date with these Netflix releases because it's kind of the only new stuff coming out right now and um, I feel bad for for not covering it and just complaining about not having new stuff when there kind of has been new stuff uh you know just not just wasn't looking for it do you know what i mean so i watched project power in an effort to do that and keep the podcast more topical because it kind of popped up i saw that some of my favorite movie reviewers did reviews of it, and it uh, just kind of was on my radar. Plus, it sort of loosely ties into a sort of comic book style premise. This is something I could definitely see being an, an image comic or something. And I've been re- recently watching a bunch of stuff that's sort of um, alternate takes on superheroes, stuff like The Boys or Umbrella Academy, kick Hass, that kind of stuff. I've, I've been just coincidentally watching a lot of it in a pretty short span of time and so this seemed like a really a really good sort of side di- side dish to that kind of thing. Like, obviously, it's not actually based on a comic or anything, but it seems like it could be, and so I was really intrigued by it. If you don't know the premise, this is a movie starring Jamie Foxx, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, a girl who I'd never seen in anything before, her name is Dominique Fishback. I don't know if she's been in a ton of stuff, but I definitely haven't seen her. And she is uh, she's one of the, the main three characters in this movie where there's a new drug that's hit the streets of New Orleans, and it can give you superpowers for five minutes. You don't know what they'll be. It's a total roll of the dice. And uh, there's like this all-powerful cartel that's been making these drugs, and that sort of ties into this conspiracy with... Jamie Fox and his past in the military and his daughter and these three people are sort of teaming up to try to stop these drug dealers and help save Jamie Foxx's daughter. And just from that premise, I thought this sounded really cool. The idea of a drug that gives you superpowers is something that I've actually been fascinated with for a while. I have written a few short stories with different superheroes, uh, not of my own creation, but like uh, Spider-Man or I'm sure I did one with Batman, but just for fun, when I was way younger, where this is basically the premise, where there is this type of drug, and, and that's, what a, that's what Batman or Spider-Man has to fight, whatever. Um, I don't know why, but it's just something that always had popped into my head, and so seeing something like this, where they kind of took what I had, you know, thought of before when I was younger, and they kind of made it into a full movie, I just just very intrigued. It sort of gravitated to it. Unfortunately, I don't think the movie lives up to its premise. I think this is a this is a script with a lot of potential that it totally squanders and honestly that's the biggest problem is the script right there. Because the directing in this movie is actually pretty creative and very pretty. A lot of the times there are really well composed shots. The lighting is very dynamic and very colorful, which also lend to lends to the sort of comic book feel. And I liked all of that. The powers are oftentimes very creative, and I liked all the characters. They were all very charismatic. The performances from everyone—they're all really good. Especially Dominique Fishback. I mentioned her pretty briefly before, but I think she gives the standout performance in this movie. She is, you know, obviously a child actor, and that can be pretty hit or miss. Sometimes you wind up with Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Sometimes you wind up with Jake Lloyd in the prequels. So you never really know how it could go and fortunately in her case it goes really well she does a good job of hitting all the beats that she kind of needs to hit like she can be kind of the charming normal kid or she can be sort of a hard ass or she can be very sympathetic and and she kind of she does a very good job of fulfilling all these different roles that are sort of called upon in this character and she really sells emotional moments and action beats and and she's funny in a lot of the scenes so I really liked her performance. I thought she did a very good job. Like obviously, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jamie Foxx probably aren't going to be, be- going to be bad in anything. They're very charismatic, they're very seasoned, and so I didn't expect anything less than what they delivered. But for her, I was you know I didn't really have expectations, and she definitely uh, she definitely lived up to to what little were there but she was she definitely lived up to and exceeded them I thought she was really good in the movie but beyond that I think that a lot of this like I said really comes down to the script the whole narrative thrust is Jamie Foxx trying to find his daughter but it's sort of weird to me that you would have uh, an almost like surrogate sort of replacement daughter for a large portion of the movie because you kind of get invested in their relationship and you see very brief flashes of Jamie Foxx and his daughter together and so when they reunite it's very you know it's obviously very rewarding it's what the character's been wanting the music is swelling and just in implicitly you want to see a father and daughter reunited but I mean it's just it's kind of empty ultimately because you really don't get a chance to to know them and to really see them Uh, grow as, you know, as people get to see their relationship and their bond really form because you don't really see her before she's kidnapped and you don't really see her after. You see her very briefly. I doubt she's even in the the movie for five minutes total. It's so brief and it's just hard to really latch onto her as a character from that standpoint. And beyond that, I think this movie is incredibly tone deaf. I was shocked at certain points by some of the, some of the very conflicting elements of the movie on one hand um like i said it has this very very loud visually loud style and it's very energetic and very colorful but then there are also some very disturbing moments of violence like uh the one that stood out to me in particular which was kind of a cool scene but uh this girl takes a pill and she gets the power to freeze things and basically it starts to kill her and she starts to like freeze from the inside out and it's pretty pretty disturbing i don't normally get affected by that kind of stuff and it's not like i was getting squeamish or throwing up but it's just so at odds with uh, a lot of the other elements of the movie where it's like um i don't know just like a weird kind of sort of comedic buddy cop movie where dominique fisher's character uh fishback's character sorry is playing off of jamie fox's character and they're like they're rapping together and they're like telling jokes together in the car and stuff and then you see scenes like this which are pretty genuinely horrifying and then there's also some times where it's just strangely um like censored like it almost seems like it's trying to be pg-13 even though a lot of the times it's very clearly are there's some times where you get that that's like censored f-bomb where someone would be like you stupid mother and they're like you know machine gun or there's an explosion or whatever and so you don't actually end up getting them saying that but it's so weird because like like i just mentioned with the freezing lady or there's like a burning guy in the beginning there's some pretty graphic violence it's so weird that it thinks that it needs to do that and there's certain moments of violence where you don't really see anything distinctly like the camera sort of moves away and it's it doesn't really focus on it and it's like what what exactly is going on here and then there's just so many moments I just feel like really don't belong in this movie there's the, the aspect of her being forced to um her being the the street dealer uh Dominique Fishback she's her character is forced to deal drugs to, um, to, like, provide for her mom, who has diabetes, and, and she can't really think of any other way to make money, and this is what she's doing, but, like, it's so weird, and, and that's just an awful situation, and we barely focus on it, like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really play into the movie that much at all, besides, like, she is in it for the money, but that's such a, really depressing idea that's contrasted with this like kind of lighthearted at times action movie is just really really strange and i'm not sure why they decided to put so many clashing elements in one script but i think that was one of the biggest things that took me out of it uh... Th- some, of the, some of the action scenes, some of the powers are pretty cool i think my favorite one was definitely the guy like i mentioned in the beginning who was on fire um, he's like just it's so interesting you see him sort of you can see he's got very visible burn wounds and he's very like clearly had some sort of experience with fire before that probably didn't end, end well but then you actually get to see like once he he's totally engulfed by flame and he's like running around chasing jamie fox and everything and that was really really cool and the way Jamie Foxx has to, like, fend him off. And, and just, like, kind of the world-building that's done very quickly there. uh, With just the way he looks and what the effect of this drug has had on him. That was all really interesting. I really liked that. And even then, that, that's something else that really stood out to me. is just the, the culture of New Orleans. The very strong sense of place. That's something I really love in a movie. And this definitely has it. So that's not really... A huge plus or minus it's just something i noticed and and appreciated uh i think another problem with this movie i'm kind of trying to recall it obviously didn't didn't watch it that long ago but i don't know i had a lot of different thoughts kind of jumbling around and uh i don't know it's difficult to formulate them all into something coherent but i think another big problem for me was that it never seemed that challenging for them like the stakes that they're up against they're up against like this sort of pseudo military agency plus like a south american drug cartel and and all this stuff and and there's always people just barging into places there's barely any guards and it's just i don't know it it doesn't seem like they're ever really in danger and even if they are they're not for that long somebody always comes to bail them out within a couple minutes and so you don't really get to feel like the odds are ever stacked against them it just seems like they're kind of ...moving through it, and I don't know, it, it's just very disappointing, to to be honest with you. I, I thought the premise had such great potential, and unfortunately, I just thought it was totally pissed away throughout the course of the movie. Um, I think that it's really just a weird kind of pasting of cliches. You've got, like, the, the guy trying to go after his daughter, and the mysterious government agency, and the evil drug cartel, and the bad boy cop who doesn't play by the rules and, um, and the father-daughter relationship, it's, like, Taken meets Logan meets, like, I don't know, (laughs) freaking, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just so weird, and I, I didn't really, I wasn't super impressed with it, just to be honest, uh, I did think that, It was better than the last movie where Jamie Foxx had superpowers, so there is that. If you you hate uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, as does most of the world, it's better than that, which isn't saying much, but, you know, it's something. (laughs) Um, I don't know, it's just... Oh, man, I really th- can't get over how disappointed I was in general. I just think this could have been something really, really special if it had, like, a better team of writers or a few more drafts. But as it stands, it just uh, didn't quite live up to everything I thought it could have. I also thought that the—speaking of total changes, he— uh, Jamie Foxx, when he first meets Dominique Fishback's character, he, like, kidnaps her— brutally like he throws her in a trunk he threatens to kill her mom like he's really going in and he's like you do stuff to you know you you don't even know what this stuff does and i know you and your whole whatever i'll kill your mom i know where she lives and um and then very quickly she's like yeah i like to rap and and they're like rapping and then he's like um he's like making jokes with her, and they're they're talking and stuff, and she saves his life with, like, takes him to the vet, and, uh, like, patches up his wounds and whatever, and it's just, it's such a very abrupt change that doesn't really come after anything that substantial. Like, she could've just gotten out of there. It doesn't really affect her at that point. It was so strange. I feel like, if that was more gradual, I also would've, uh, liked the movie more, but, oh, man. Man sucks maybe we'll get to see some more from this uh maybe like this this universe but with maybe different creators behind it i think that would be worth seeing uh i watched the jeremy johns review of this actually a little bit after i watched it and he said that he thinks that the six weeks from the very beginning of the movie to where the main events take place is actually the more interesting time period and i definitely agree with him i think that would be really interesting to see just different stories in the same universe with the same like technology would be so interesting just not this unfortunately so since it's not a normal episode i'm not going to do my whole normal spiel uh no grateful for this one no plugging social media is the website whatever you know where it is if you listen to the show for a while movies that's where you can find everything that i was going to tell you anyway so Thank you very much for listening. I'm sorry, it was a little bit rambling and a little bit different, but hey, it was a bonus, you know? It's not going to be quite the same. You know, I've got to switch up the flavor a little bit sometimes. So I will see you next time. And until then, stay powerful and don't take weird drugs. Peace.